Thanks for listening to Summit PA Sermon Audio, weekly teaching from the Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. SummitPA.church, every life made different. This morning when you came in, you received the communion elements, and we're going to receive those together in just a moment. And um, if you've never received communion with us before, I'm just warning you, be careful, it will explode on you. Okay, so just be gentle as you are opening that. So there's two layers of the the bread or the cracker on the top layer. You can peel the cellophane back and get that out. And if you wanna get ready, you can go ahead and pull the the layer back for the juice. But what a great day today has been so far. Um, It's been so good to celebrate new life with people and to see what God is up to. Um, In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul writes to the Corinthians and he's trying to, the way they do church is a mess. They're having issues, they're having problems. And so he writes to the Corinthians and he says, basically, hey, let's straighten some things out. And he talks through the gifts of the spirit and he talks about how church should function. Uh, And 1 Corinthians 11, he talks about communion and he gets onto them, he admonishes them because he says, you're abusing communion. You're making it about you and not about what Christ has done for you because he was saying people would come and they would receive the communion meal together and people would eat more than their fair share and there wouldn't be any left for others or they would get drunk on the communion wine. And Paul Paul corrects them and he's like, this isn't what this is about. And he brings their focus back that it's not about you, it's about remembering what Christ has done. It's remembering Christ, that's what communion is about. And he said, you're basically, you're being selfishly motivated. Um, and so he's trying to bring them back into alignment where they should be. And so he walks them through that and he talks about it. And then he gets to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. And this is what he says. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So the bread or the cracker that you hold in your hand, it represents the body of Christ um, and the body of Christ that was broken for us. And when we receive it together in just a moment, it's our responsibility to remind ourselves, to remember what Christ has done for us, the price he's paid, how he willingly went to the cross and was beaten for us. His brokenness allowed us to be whole. Because he was broken, we can have wholeness today. And so I want you to hold the bread for just a moment. Let's pray over it together. Lord, thank you so much for the bread we have today that represents the body of Christ. I pray as we receive it, God, we would remember what Christ has done for us. We would remember that that his body was broken for us so that we could be made whole. So God, I pray that we would receive it with glad and joyful hearts today and you'd be glorified through it. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's receive the bread together goes on to say in verse 25, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. And then he says this, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. And the juice represents the blood of Christ. Scripture tells us that the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness or remission of sin because Christ willingly laid down his life for us, his blood was shed, my blood and your blood is not required for, the, for the, the price of our sins. He paid the price that we couldn't pay. Because he did that, we have life, 
We have freedom, we have hope, we have a future. That's what we're celebrating here today is what Christ has done for us. So I want you to hold the cup in your hand for just a moment. We're gonna pray over it before we receive it together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the blood of Christ that was shed for us. We did not deserve it. Lord, I thank you that when we were at our worst, you sent Jesus to die for us, that he willingly gave his life when we were still rebels to the cross, when we were enemies to the cross, he died for us. So God, I pray today as we receive this cup, as we receive the juice, I pray that we would be reminded of the the price that was paid for our sins, the blood of Christ that was shed for us so that we could know life, so that we could know heaven, so that we could know, uh, know you and be in relationship with you. Let us not take it for granted and not let us not receive this juice lightly. We receive it with glad and joyful hearts and it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Let's receive the juice together. You may be seated at this time. If you would do me a favor as we're dismissed in just a little bit, if you would take those cups with you and uh, throw those away in the lobby, that would be great. I just wanna say thank you for worshiping with us this weekend. What a great weekend to be at Summit Church as we celebrate with around 40 people who are baptized this weekend between Indiana and Blairsville. What an incredible weekend. Speaking of Blairsville, I wanna welcome all of you that are worshiping with us from our Summit Blairsville location. We love you guys so much. Uh, Can we give Summit Blairsville a big round of applause today? We love you guys. If you're a guest with us today, this is not a normal day for us. It's normal in that we celebrate what Christ has done, but but today is definitely a special day for us that we wanna celebrate. I also wanna welcome all of you that are worshiping with us online, no matter where you are or how you're joining us. We appreciate you taking time to worship with us. And I know many of you might be guests. You're here to celebrate with somebody you know or love, and we are so appreciative of you worshiping with us today. I do wanna share a few thoughts with you as I was thinking about, God, what would you have me share this weekend specifically. You know, we came through a series a few weeks ago called Communion, where we walked through what that is and talked about it and uh, really kind of went in depth in the words of Christ. And I felt like, I felt like I should share this weekend something that's kind of basic, but I think is really important. Why, why baptism? Why, why, do, why do we celebrate baptisms? Why do you need to be baptized? What is that about? And I know you might've asked that question or maybe you didn't because you thought, I don't wanna look dumb, so I'm not gonna ask that question. I get it. Um, But really, you know, we talk about this from stage a lot. Baptism is a public demonstration of what God's doing in our heart. God, people can't see what God is doing in our heart. He sees, people see what he's doing through us. They see changed lives. But baptism is a public demonstration of what God's doing in our hearts. And really, that's what baptism is about. It's about demonstrating something that God's doing in our lives. And so, even though today is a short message, I still couldn't do it without some, some points. I'm not a preacher if I don't have three points. So I got, I got three points for you today. There's three things that I feel like baptism demonstrates. The first thing is this. It demonstrates obedience to Jesus. When we are baptized, in water, it demonstrates obedience to Jesus. We're doing what Jesus has asked us to do. In Matthew chapter three, Jesus himself was baptized. He set the model for us that he was baptized by John the Baptist. And if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. If Jesus said, this is what's important to me, then we should follow his example. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus is ascending into heaven after he has been given his life, buried, he's resurrected. 
He spent time with the disciples and now he's ascending into heaven. This is what he says. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What does he say? His, his last words as he's ascending into heaven, what does he tell us? He says, go into all the world and make disciples. And then you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go into all the world, everyone you come into contact with and make disciples. And then we baptize them. And what he's saying is baptism is important. We win people to Christ. We help them begin to grow in their faith. We disciple them. We share the life of Christ with them. And, and baptism is expected. He gives us a command here. And it's our responsibility to be obedient to him. In John chapter three and four, we see Jesus emphasize baptism. Baptism was a major part of his ministry. It was an important part of what they did. He did it himself. He sent his disciples to baptize people. And when we look at the New Testament, it's interesting, they don't talk a lot about being baptized. And the reason is because Paul expected new believers to be baptized. In fact, there is not a believer in the New Testament that wasn't baptized. That was just normal. So he didn't have to tell people, you need to be baptized. Now in our culture today, people don't understand why is this important? Well, it's important because we're being obedient to Jesus first and foremost. In Luke chapter six, Jesus said something that's kind of hard. He said this, he said, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? He said, why do you bother me calling me Lord when you won't even do what I'm asking you to do? You won't be obedient, so why do you call me Lord? This is, this is a challenge to us. Not just in the area of baptism, but in our whole life. Why would I pretend to be a Christian? Why would I act like I'm a follower of Jesus if I'm not actually living like it? Why would I say, Lord, Lord, if I won't do what he's asking me to do? And baptism is a way that we can be obedient to Christ. We demonstrate obedience to Jesus. The second thing is this, it demonstrates faith in Jesus. Colossians 2 verse 12 says this, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Now, baptism is symbolic because it represents us being buried with Christ. So we go under the water, we're buried with Christ. And then when we come out of the water, it's new life. There's new life in Christ. This is one of the reasons why we believe in immersion. Um, baptism by immersion. If you were raised in a tradition where you were sprinkled, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is our practice here at Summit Church. This is what we do. But it's interesting. Paul says to the Colossians, you were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised a new life. Why? Because you trusted the mighty power of God. You put your faith in God is what it's saying. And this is one of the reasons why we don't practice infant baptism at Summit Church. We believe that baptism is a subsequent act after salvation. We come to faith in Christ, and then after we surrender our lives to Christ, we pursue Christ through baptism. We're obedient in baptism. And, and infants can't make a confession of faith in Christ Jesus. They can't put their trust in God. So that's one of the reasons why we wait till kids are a little older and they can have an understanding of who God is somewhat, and they can, they can make that decision for themselves. So it's interesting this weekend, we had people who were baptized who were young, and we had people who were baptized who were not as young. 
And that's good because people were coming to faith in Christ. They're making a, a confession of faith. They were saying, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is who he says he is. And by being baptized, they were demonstrating that faith. Um, in the Greek, there are two words primarily used for baptize in the New Testament. One is bapto, it's the, it's the, the root word. And then baptizo is the word that we see more regularly. And there's some discussion among scholars which word was the right word for baptism and what do they really mean? And because it's, these words were used in the ancient language. And a few years ago, there was a recipe that was discovered uh, that was, dates back to about 200 BC. And the recipe was a recipe for pickles. This is very spiritual. You didn't know you were gonna be talking about this today in church, did you? It was a recipe for pickles. And the recipe de describes what you do with the, um, with the, the cucumber. And it says, you babto the cucumber in boiling water. You dip it in boiling water and it helps soften, it helps loosen the skin. And then after this, you immerse it, you baptizo the cucumber in vinegar and you leave it in the vinegar. Now here's the interesting part. The cucumber is impacted by dipping it in the boiling water, but it is changed into something totally different when it is immersed in the vinegar. And, and here's what I want you to understand. Being baptized in water does not transform you in and of itself. Being baptized in water is a sign of what God has done in us. See, when we come to faith in Jesus, we are immersed in, we're covered in, we're saturated in the Spirit of God. And that is what is transformational for us. And then the, the baptism is a sign of our faith in God. It is a sign that we have been immersed in the Spirit of God that we are changed forever. This isn't something that's gonna change us for a moment. This isn't an encounter we had. This is something that is transformational. I am fundamentally different from this point on. It's a sign, a demonstration of our faith in Jesus. See, without faith, baptism is just getting in cold, dirty water. Let's be honest, right? Without faith, communion is just a snack. Faith is what changes it. Faith is what changes baptism into something powerful and transformational. It's our faith in Jesus. And the third thing is this, it demonstrates unity with Jesus. We've already talked about this, but we're one with Christ. This is an idea Paul talked about a lot. We're one with Christ in his death, his suffering, death, burial, and resurrection. And he talks about it in Romans chapter six. He says this in verse three, have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We also may have new lives. Why? Because of what Christ has done. We're one with Christ. We're unified with Christ. And again, baptism isn't what saves us. Baptism is a sign of what God's doing in our life, that we are one with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. A question I get fairly regularly from people is, Mel, do, do I have to be baptized to go to heaven? To be saved, do I have to be baptized in water? And, and some traditions say yes. Some traditions would say, yes, you do. Um, and, and I disagree with that personally. I, I believe that it is not required for salvation, but it's still very important. 
for the reasons we've talked about already. Uh, and the evidence that I don't believe it's required for salvation is because Jesus hung on the cross. There's a thief hanging next to him that made a, a confession of faith in Jesus Christ that he, he declared that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was innocent, that he was carrying the, the burden of sin that he did not earn. And Jesus tells this man, he said, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. He did not say, man, we gotta get you baptized, right? Like, how do we, does anybody have a kiddie pool? We can, no. He said, today, your faith in me is what is saving you. That's what he tells this man. So, so let me illustrate it to you this way. Um, this next Friday at 4 p.m. here at Summit Church, <laughs> uh, Steph McCoy, Pastor Steph, is getting married. It's pretty exciting. And she's marrying Gil Ackerman, our youth pastor that some of you have gotten to know. He's new with us. But they're gonna be getting married on Friday. And you are all invited, by the way. Four o'clock, if you wanna come, you don't have to RSVP, you just show up, get here. Bring a gift. She didn't tell me to say that. I'm telling you, bring a gift. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, right? So come on. So I would encourage you, um, join us if you want to. But here's what's gonna happen this weekend. Um, they're gonna stand before a room full of people and they're gonna say their vows. And one of the vows they may say is, um, with this ring, I be wed. And they're gonna exchange rings. And it's a beautiful moment. And if you're married, you, you might understand this. Um, have you ever lost your wedding ring before? You've misplaced it. You, you left it somewhere. You didn't have it. Here's the thing. That didn't unmarry you, right? <laughs> At least hopefully not. That didn't unmarry you. The ring is not what marries you. Your covenant is what marries you. My covenant with my wife is what unites us in marriage. And it's recognized by the state of Texas because we are legally married and we're married in covenant with each other. And so we come together and we're married. And if I didn't wear this ring today, it wouldn't mean I'm not married. It would just mean I'm not, I don't have the sign of the covenant. Now, I don't know why I wouldn't wanna wear my ring because I want people to know that I'm in covenant with this woman that we are united, we are one. And this is what baptism is. Baptism does not save you, but it is an outward sign. It is evidence of the covenant that you have with Jesus Christ. It is evidence saying, hey, I belong to him. He and I are one. We are united. And just like, I don't know why I would not wanna wear my wedding ring. I wear it every day. If, if something happens and I forget it at the house, I turn around and go home most of the time because I feel naked without it. Why would we not want to be baptized? To tell the world, I am one with Christ. We are united in baptism. I belong to him and he belongs to me. That's why we do it. So I wanna give you a chance, I wanna give you an opportunity to respond, to experience the life of Christ, just like the folks who've been baptized this weekend have as well. And so right now I'm gonna turn it over to our host in Blairsville, they're gonna close out the rest of our time together. They're gonna give you an opportunity to respond, but I love you guys more than you know, and I'm so glad I get to be your pastor. God bless you.
So this weekend, just talking about some fundamentals, right? Talking about baptisms, talking about communion, sharing our lives with Christ. And this is what we were made to do. Maybe you're here and you've been hurt by church. Maybe you've been disappointed by things people in churches have done or said. Maybe Christians have hurt you. And I want you to know, first of all, I'm sorry. That does not represent the heart of God. It does not represent the character and nature of God. That is not who he is. And so if you're here today, you've been hurt or disappointed, I want you to know that's not who God is. And he's here to love you and receive you and welcome you home. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, maybe you came because you were invited for baptisms and you just came out of obligation. You just came to see a friend or a neighbor, a loved one, go through this religious experience, but you recognize today, man, there's something missing in my life. My life is incomplete. I wanna give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Christ, to experience the life that Christ has for you today. So if you would, bow your head and close your eyes over this place, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for loving us like you do. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you sent your son to pay the price for me, to pay the price for every individual in this room and every person watching online, that God, we can know life, true life, because of Christ's death. We're made whole because of the brokenness of Christ. So God, I pray we wouldn't take that for granted today. I pray that we would receive it and it would transform us. So God, I pray you'd minister in us, change us, make us different. Make us like you. And with your head bowed and your eyes closed, nobody's looking around. If you'd say to me, Mel, I'm not really serving God, but I know I need to be. I'm not really walking with God, but I want to. I know I'm on a path that's gonna lead to the wrong places. It's gonna lead to death and destruction. And I wanna, I wanna experience the life and light that you were talking about. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I just wanna pray with you. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, would you be bold enough just to slip your hand up real high where I can see it? Yeah, thank you, on my right. Who else would say, Mel, that's me, include me in that prayer. I wanna experience the light and life of Christ. Yeah, thank you, on my left, I see you. Who else? would join these and say, Mel, include me in that prayer. Pray for me. Yeah, thank you up in the balcony. Thank you. Who else? Yeah, thank you on my right. Praise the Lord. Just a few more seconds. Anyone else want to join these? Say, include me in that prayer, Mel. Okay. The book of Romans tells us if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you shall be saved. And so... I want you to pray this prayer with me out loud. Every person in this place, I want you to pray this out loud, but I don't want you just to say words. I want you to pray this prayer from your heart, from your core, and I want you to pray it to God. God's gonna hear it and receive it. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus, your only son, to pay the price for my sins on the cross. From this day forward, my life belongs to you. Use me for your glory. I repent of my sin and I'll never go back to my old ways or my old life. I am yours in Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah, come on, let's give God a round of applause. Listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, whether you raised your hand or not, um, I want you to know you're a new creation today. The old is gone and the new has come. It doesn't mean your problems go away. What it means is Christ is with you to navigate your problems. And so we'd love to help you take the next step in your faith journey. And the, the, the simplest thing for you to do would be to fill out the card in the seat back in front of you. Let us know about your decision. Take it to the info center when we finish here in just a minute. It's out in the lobby and they're gonna answer some questions for you. They're gonna point you in the right direction. They've got a Bible for you. They would love to help you take the next step. If you'd rather not fill out the card or you're watching online, you can simply text Summit PA to 94000 and select the prompt that says salvation when we respond back to you. Let us know about your decision. We're gonna get some information from you and we're gonna mail some info to you, get you some material to help you begin to grow in your faith. So thank you for taking these steps. And I would love for you to get signed up for our next baptism when we have that, um, because that is what this is all about. So thank you for the decisions you made today. It really is the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Here's what's gonna happen right now. Uh, we're gonna sing one more song together. And, uh, and then in just a moment, after we're done singing, uh, Pastor Steph, Pastor Kim, they're gonna come and they'll close us out and dismiss us and give us some instructions. Uh, so please don't sneak out before that. Uh, they've got some instructions for us at the end. I do wanna remind you two things real quickly. The month of May is Pastor Appreciation Month here at Summit Church. And we're gonna have a basket in the lobby in both Indiana and Blairsville. If you want to encourage or bless or thank one of our pastors, we have the greatest pastoral staff in the world. And if you wanna bless them or encourage them, yeah, thank you. This is not about me, it's about our team. So take a minute and bless somebody. Um, get them a gift card to their favorite store or restaurant. Just tell them thank you for the impact they make in your life and your family's life. But take a minute to do that um, during the month of May. And then also this Wednesday night, Coach Joe Lombardi is gonna be with me here at Summit Church at 7 p.m. for leadership night. And we're gonna be talking about how do you build a, a winning culture. And so if you're interested in hearing more about that, growing your leadership, I'd love for you to join me Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Hey, today's been a day about celebration, celebrating new life, celebrating people who have come to Christ. And so we have reason to celebrate, don't we? Some of you seem more convinced than others, but here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing a song of celebration as we close out. So why don't you stand to your feet all over the room? We're gonna worship together one more time before we go. Guys, I tell you often, I hope you know, I love you more than you know, and I'm so honored I get to be your pastor. God bless you. Have a great week.